The truth that will change you will probably first offend you. This is the modus operandi of this podcast. Welcome to Contra Z to Popular Belief. This episode will be nothing like you expected. It will probably ruffle some feathers and shake things up, but for the better. If we want different, we've got to be different. So without further ado, welcome, 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 your host, Zandile. I hope you well. I am Zandile, Zandilandi, Zandbulls, Antiza, Peke Peke Mabalana. You choose what you'll call me. Here we intentionally choose God, choose right, choose life, and choose you. All right, us. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, us. <laughs> the last episode we had was called you better recognize and that episode was about influence how we influence others and how others influence us before i get too deep into it and lose myself you know how it is i want to give you today's book recommendation and it is kingdom principles preparing for kingdom experience and expansion by dr miles monroe so today i want to talk about the powers that be that we are all somehow influenced and controlled by in whatever measure i mean there is a system that is controlling what you eat where you work what time you sleep what time you wake up etc a control system and for you not to be subdued by it you need to be able to recognize its hold over you to give a real-time example without getting too passionate y'all you know i can be passionate and then people be calling me an angry black woman i am not that i am just truthful (laughs) in the last year the control system of government took away the rights of people all you need to do is take out the bill of rights since we have the best constitution in the world take out the bill of rights and start taking all the rights that were taken away i'm sure it'll be more than 10 and you wake up to the fact that we are far from uhuru until we arise as a parliamentarians of heaven's government we will remain in bondage we will remain under the control of such systems systems that do not let us make our own choices systems that do not let us be our own sovereign beings you know i understand that in a time of chaos we don't know what to do especially if something is new to us but after some time i think you start understanding and start making changes for the health and the wealth of people but that wasn't done but i'm not there today okay like i said let me not get too passionate about this because i can so the system is rigged y'all the system is rigged what i'm talking about today is not about politics politics you know in terms of parties politicians government figures hey we know that in south africa that people are tired they are much they are done with the nc like we don't even want to hear it so that is not what i'm talking about i could talk about that but you got people like season before who do so one day is one day but when you talk about politics what are we actually saying what are we what do we define as politics so politics is essentially about the polity all right it comes from the greek word politikos from polites polites meaning citizen from police meaning city so we're talking about the governing of relations between people 
power relation in people associations, the art and science of governing. I could go on and on and on because there's no one definition of politics. It is found in families, churches, businesses, and more. Politics is just a lot, okay? It is a lot. Believe it or not, politics on earth started in the Garden of Eden when God gave the fivefold mandate to Adam and Eve and God blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and subjugate it, putting it under your power and rule over it, dominate over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves upon the earth. So I don't know why y'all are afraid of snakes and scorpions and lions because y'all were given the command to deal over that, okay, to rule over that. A funny quick story I'll tell you guys. So one day, two years ago, I was at my cousin's house and at the time they had two dogs. They had one crazy dog and they had one calm dog. So every time we had to go out because I had to be there for like two weeks. So every time I'd be going to school, well, we, me, me and her would be going to school, her and I, <laughs> before y'all come for me. <laughs> every time we'd be going to, to school, she'd make sure that the dogs are locked on the other side of the house. And then I'm able to get out, then she would unlock the gate so that they can get out, so that they can guard the yard, of, of course. And then we'd be on our way. So this particular morning, I don't know what happened, but the crazy dog happened to let itself out. So where we were like, Goratu, just literally two meters or one and a half meters from the gate, the dog came out of nowhere and came for me. <laughs> All right. It came for me and I did not expect it as a black person in South Africa. You know the first word you say to a dog that is trying to come at you, all right? It is the V word, V-O-E-T-S-E-K, right? So the funny thing about this whole situation, <laughs> the funny thing about this whole situation was that was not the first word that came to mind and no worse words came to mind. Instead, I just broke out in tongues and I tell you not, I, I, I kid you not, the dog literally jumped back. Like, <laughs> I'm just glad I have a witness to the story because some people would not believe it had I not had a witness there. And so after it, it jumped back, I was like, whoa, you know? <laughs> you can do that? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just the look it had. And so my cousin then hired you to get it back, you know, locked up, and then I could go out. But like... On our way to the taxi, we were bursting in laughter because we were like, what just happened? <laughs> what just happened? You know? And so she was like, sis, you really, like, you really need to teach me this tongue thing you got going on? Because clearly, even dogs hear it. So <laughs> I guess I was just practicing my dominion mandate over that dog. So yeah, so that's just an interesting story. As we continue on the topic of the system being rigged, government has a god origin we must understand this that government is not man's idea and that the governments on the earth are basically trying to emulate the government of heaven but they can't do that unless of course they are following god's way of doing government right so there is a government in heaven, right, in the kingdom of God, and that is run with a theocracy. And throughout the Bible, we see nations going from having judges to kings, when really God was about having 
a theocracy, theo meaning God and crassy meaning a form of government rule or influence. And that is how the government of God is run. You know, that is how we do things in the kingdom of light. Yet people be out here wanting a democracy. For the people, by the people, to the people. Well, this ain't it. Y'all be wanting God to do things your way or it's the highway. God, it's either you do this or I leave. This is not the fight between Jacob and the angel, okay? This is about authority and God has authority. He is the king in his kingdom. And so it's either you subscribe to his kingship or I don't know what, but don't leave, <laughs> don't leave, okay, just, just, just submit your ego, submit your pride, submit your way on God's altar, and lift it up as a sacrifice, okay, so the governments of the earth fail, simply because they do not follow the theocratical way of doing government, I mean, we have different forms of rule, the different forms of rule that I have on my list are democracy, autocracy, technocracy, aristocracy, anarchy, monarchy, oligarchy, plutocracy, tyranny, totalitarianism, communism, socialism, colonialism, junta, and dictatorship. I mean, there might be some similarities. For example, you've got your tyranny and dictatorship, you know, and totalitarianism. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> totalitarianism. Totalitarianism. <laughs> this word always has me, and the way I use it so much, it's just it's a it's a bit unfair on me. But practice makes perfect, right? So those are the different forms of government that you have that inform how you rule, how you make decisions. It can either be decentralized or centralized. Basically, then called a unitary state or a federal state. Or like South Africa, we have a quasi-federal state, which is a mix of both. All right, cool. So in government, you have three main branches. Number one, the executive, the cabinet. Number two, the legislature, parliament. Number three, the judiciary, which are the courts of law. And the same system is about the same throughout the world. I looked at Australia. I looked at Europe. Well, UK, I looked at the US, you know, there are some differing elements that we have. Like, for example, in the UK, they have the House of Commons and the House of something else. But yeah, I forgot. So, so yes, these branches determine how our countries are run and what you're allowed and disallowed to do. There is no citizen that is higher than the constitution even the president is subject to the constitution when laws are, and policies are being made that means that they apply to all of us unless of course it's to a specific group of people but essentially the laws applies to all of us so but not every law and policy makes those that believe it more christ-like what do i mean by that i mean that just because you're allowed or disallowed to do a thing doesn't mean that it agrees with god and that is something that we need to be careful about and need to be observant in because we look at daniel and we see that the king had put into law that you're not allowed to worship any other god or human but him for 30 days or else we all know that he he then he then went <laughs> he then went and did his thing and prayed to the lord for three times a day as he was used to and that was termed as disobedience that was termed as breaking the law and that should tell you something about the days that we're in right now the situation that we're in right now you know you had people in different parts of the world telling christians that no y'all must obey the 
authority. That is what the Bible says. But I do not think that the Bible prescribes that you must obey authority to the point where you now disobey God. That is the difference. And where your liberties are being taken as a human, that is the difference. Because even God gives us the willpower. He gives us the power of choice. He gives us that liberty to choose what we want to do. And so when that even is taken away from you, then you're trying to do more than even God is doing. So y'all need to sit down. So what am I saying? Am I inspiring rebellion and revolts in you listeners of this podcast? Absolutely not. But I am saying be wise enough and woke enough and conscious enough to see when a blanket has been pulled over your eyes and be bold enough to do something about it. Because, you know, something that is interesting to note not even just about the situation we're going through right now, but like in general with other issues and other topics that perhaps what I think is controversial or what I think is not what a lot of people think. I talk to different people, people who are in the faith and people who are not in the faith. And surprisingly, a lot of them agree with me. Like I really find people who like disagree with me or maybe it's because I know who they are and I ain't trying to pick a fight with them <laughs> and and y- y'all don't go around arguing with people that ain't trying to hear you need to practice discernment because you're not trying to waste your energy and in any case the bible speaks against being argumentative and all of that but it does say that you must always be ready to speak about why you believe what you believe having why why you you have this confident hope that you have so it's interesting to note that i really get people that disagree with what i think with how i think with where i'm coming from even if i'm coming from the perspective of god and so for me i then ask myself and i ask them to not all of them do this but i ask them i'm like okay so if you believe what i believe why am i the only one saying something why am i the only one making such a noise about it why am i the only one that seems so passionate about it and this is not out of pride or entitlement or anything like that but i'm just wondering why are people not speaking out and so they would say you know what for peace sake i'd rather just keep quiet because i know how people think but something i have learned in all my years of knowing the lord and walking this journey and even participating in debates as in official debates of course (laughs) right exchanging ideas it is that speaking might not always come across as understood at the moment or might not come across as you being heard but a seed is planted a seed is planted and so you have to be wise to use the time of opportunity to plant a seed in terms of what you say you know so many people have come to me weeks later months later even years later they come back to me and they're like you know what zandi you said something on this day and i'm like me I said that? <laughs> okay, it must have been God flowing. And they're like, that that really changed something in me. And sometimes it's not even something deep. It's not some esoteric mystery revelation. It's simple. Like it's it just it just happened that I, I said it and it was simple for me. But for them, it was something else, you know? And so that's what I've learned in terms of speaking. You need to speak out, you need to say something, you need to show that you are not going with the crowd. You need to show that you are not going with the status quo. And that you actually stand for something. You know, a lot of people are so silent. And I know on social media, they're like, your silence means agreement. 
and this is not what i'm pointing to i'm not saying every time there's something going on there's a crisis and a chaos going on that you must go out on social media and speak your thoughts that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is speak where it matters speak when it matters because a lot of us can be finger activists but we're actually not doing anything in real life and no one in real life knows our, our convictions and beliefs in terms of different things that are happening in this world and it's a lot it's a lot and there's a lot of policies being made that are, are for me just out of this world <laughs> they are ridiculous like ridiculous all right so but i'm not gonna talk about that because i know that is not today's topic but clearly you can see i have a lot to say about it so but yeah I, all i'm saying is please don't keep quiet when you have to speak out and don't and don't be sitting down when you have to be standing be outstanding people and be bold for what you believe in. Be bold. Be wise also in your boldness, please. Don't, don't be going protesting and be like, yeah, as Ali said, we must say something. Be strategic. If there's one thing about being a change agent is that you have to be strategic. And I think this is perhaps where us uh, Jesus believers and spiritual people, fire breathing, tongue speaking, water baptized, fire baptized, blood washed and sanctified. Saints get it wrong is that sometimes we appear too spiritual that it, it seems as if we can't handle real life. We can't handle real life issues. We have to be strategic. I mean, you see the people that were involved in government that were used by God. You know, you, you have your Esthers you, who, who prevented a whole genocide. I don't like that king though. I hate, I hate his guts i must say but essentially thank god for esther and so you see it also with daniel joseph joshua these people were involved very much heavily involved in the structures of government in leadership and they were strategic but they were strategic listening to god and so what happened to daniel was an example of the system being rigged rigged by the kingdom of darkness do not let anyone lie to you there are just just two kingdoms at war here the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light so let me tell you how it came to be that we have a kingdom of darkness lucifer fell and became an adversary of god that is what devil means it means adversary enemy all right and so that led to the constitution and dominion of darkness and so adam when when we fast forward now uh, Adam and Eve are in the garden Adam and Eve were deceived and authority was then usurped from them because remember what I said in the beginning that God blessed them and gave them that five-fold mandate and 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 that dominion to rule over the earth and so when 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 they were deceived and didn't take responsibility then that authority was usurped and so then the kingdom of darkness was initiated to be fully operative in the earth it could not function before that because for a kingdom to be able to be a kingdom it needs subject for the king to have dominion over so the devil had to usurp authority from adam and then he became a subject now the world the cosmos is operating under the kingdom of darkness so basically what happened in military terms was a coup d'etat that is the long and short of it and when we come to the kingdom of light the kingdom of light is governed by the constitution of the word of god god is a power behind all the ordinances and the statutes and the laws of the word the bible says in second corinthians 
chapter 4 verse 4 in whose case the god of this world aeon has blinded the minds of the unbelieving that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of christ who is the image of god we have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of god's dear son and so essentially that is our bypass living by the ordinances of the word allows us to then bypass the limitations of the systems that are rigged to the point of course that we are submitted to them as well as the king we are freed from the powers of darkness that feeling of being forced and having no choice that is not our problem because the power of god gives us authority and in that authority we then have choice as to what we want to do if we want to give our power away or if we want to keep it and use it to our advantage so basically what i'm saying is that the system is rigged to our favor in the kingdom of god in the kingdom of light and it is rigged against us in the kingdom of darkness essentially against everybody because the devil don't want good for nobody don't 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 let them lie to you all he wants is demise and destruction and death in your life and so why did i start with defining government governance and politics it's because every control system has it we have seven mountains of influence in the world number one education number two religion number three family number four business number five government number six arts entertainment and sports number seven the media and these mountains determine culture they chart the way in how things are done in our world for example i could speak about each one in its own episode but i'll just summarize how the education system has been made a tool in evil propagandas in that at one point or rather one too many points we've been taught things and given information that is not truly representative of the truth or taught something that is insignificant with our growth as people south african people african people and even had information concealed on purpose because the revelation of it would empower us more than they wanted it to be in these current curriculums i mean imagine if we were taught financial literacy and we left high school knowing the ins and outs of the financial market and economy imagine if we were taught literature written by african people for the african context because we know that a lot of things are not written for the african context how much more on religion i'll stick to my field the lie that christianity came with colonialism if people only knew the truth of the origins of it all on family how for one the black lives matter movement the organization is about breaking down the nuclear family they said this in their mission y'all they removed it of course but i took a screenshot how the prison systems have taken away so many fathers from homes a lot of times unjustifiably so just so the cycle repeats itself of women being left to be single mothers ha huh, guys it's a lot how some scientists are trying to make it possible for men to have wombs <laughs> y'all y'all be trying to play god on business this hustling culture that has gotten people working 100 hour weeks yet they see their families for a fraction if not even at all in in a week or once a month or once a year no rest no social life no life no balance i mean i'm passionate about business and i understand that it requires sacrifice 
but it can't be that you're missing out on real life and real relationships forever until you retire. I mean, I've been her own businesses and be a great wife as well as an awesome mother to my babies, a great friend, mentee, mentor, teammate, sister, daughter. Hey, I happen to be all that. But we need to get a balance because it's actually unhealthy for us to be focused so much on one thing on this hustle that we don't have relationships at all. Go look it up. You guys are always looking for the evidence, the science, the channel articles, the, the, the experts, experts' opinions, right? Go look it up. It's not good for you not to have balance, please. Please, let's not fight about this, all right? On the arts and entertainment and sports, I mean, it's become, we cannot deny, this has become an idol in so many people's lives. They they literally live for Netflix. They live for their soccer teams. Some people can't miss a match or else they go crazy. I mean, you've got a culture right now where people just listen and watch whatever, no matter how searing it is to the soul and spirit. Nowadays, nakedness is now equivalent to confidence said who on media big corporations and what we call the elites are funding massive censorship campaigns for the truth not to be broadcast it's a lot oh it's a lot and you know the worrying thing about it is some people are pushing them to do that and until it's you it's a dark world but it would be much darker it would be darkest without jesus and obviously not everything is bad i'm just mentioning the dark side of it so that some of y'all wake up from the fairy tale narrative that you have that everything and everyone is out for your good they don't care like that they're not jesus okay so you have to recognize what is out to control you and what is out to influence you for your demise for your destruction, for your death, you not reaching the purpose that God has set you on this earth for. The system is rigged. For control to happen, there must be some sort of input, some sort of action. You know, it can be duress. You're being put under duress for you to act a certain way, for you to abide under certain rules. Or it can be by your own choice to say, okay, I think I want to do this. If, if I die, I die. That's the hill I'm willing to die on. Yeah. That is how that is how control works. So I'm highlighting how systems are rigged, you know, how they're manipulated and controlled by deceptive and dishonest means, and how they are fraudulently manipulated by people to get their desired outcome. We are used to election results being rigged or sports matches being rigged, but do we realize how our everyday systems we literally have been raised in a way that we have to unlearn when we reach an age of consciousness and are able to see the deception of the enemy. You know, that is the biggest fight I believe we all face, especially when we come to God. Because God, a lot of times, does things the opposite. When someone wrongs you, the world would say, revenge. But God says, forgive and I will be your vindicator. And, and a whole lot of other many things. I'm just trying to... to, to, to point out that God does a lot of things different. And so when we become acquainted to the ways of God and the systems of God and how God looks at things, it becomes troubling because we have learned a certain way. We've learned to do something a certain way for years and years and years, and it has become automatic. And now we have to unlearn that simply so that we can believe 
the word of God. It is not that the word of God is hard to believe. It is simply that what we have learned and been trained to do over the years has been against this word of God, has been against this way of God, has been against how he does things and how he sees things. And so that is what we have to fight. And so we spend the rest of our lives undoing the damage of the paradigms that were built to make us miss our God destiny and identity. I mean, have you guys seen the cartoons of today or even heard about the subliminal messaging of the cartoons we used to watch? It's absolutely shocking. It's 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 shaking to the core. And this has happened generation after generation. The generation before us were trained a certain way and the generation before that a certain way. And so every generation has to deal with an undoing of sorts. So this is not saying that our parents are bad parents because they raised us a certain way. No, they raised us in the way they knew how. They raised us in a way perhaps that they were raised and they didn't know better. And so it's happening to all of us. It's happened to us at one point or another, be it that it's not even at home, but whatever took part in us being raised up, that is what I'm referring to, you know? So it might not even be at home. It might be at school. The system, how it was set up, was made to make you a certain type of person, to have a certain type of outcome, you know? So it's it's really shocking. But now we know and we can do better. And so in our shock and realization of the darkness behind all these systems, we are not hopeless. We are not stranded. Our hope is Jesus. But for our hope to manifest, to become a reality, we need to become acquainted. We need to step in to the nature of the identity of God in our lives. Because a lot of us do not know who we are. A lot of us don't know what then we're capable of. And so we, we don't do what we're capable of. And so then we end up in a whole big mess. So if we could be aligned to the identity that Jesus gives us when we accept him as Lord and Savior. And we accept the precepts and statutes and ordinances of God, then we will be able to conquer a lot of the effects that come from a system that is rigged, that come from systems that are rigged. Fun fact, I don't eat popcorn. I do not do popcorn. I can eat a little bit of scopas for like one minute until it becomes a problem. I don't do diddle daddles. I don't go near diddle daddles. So just anything popcorn related, unfortunately I can't, I can't eat it. Like it's just not a great experience for me. <laughs> I feel like I'm choking. I feel like I'm losing air. It's just a mess. Okay. It's, it's a mess. So so that's my fun fact for today. Don't y'all be judging, okay? So until next time, thank you so much for listening. I know I gave you a lot today. So share this with someone, listen to it again, make notes, and holler at me. Am I wrong or am I right? Or are we going to pick a fight? <laughs> that's just the rap with me, okay? <laughs> I keep telling y'all that I have a rap with me. But it is what it is. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Contra Z to Popular Belief podcast. I trust you've been challenged, touched, and changed. If you want to keep learning from this podcast, do subscribe. Also, kindly leave a review as your reviews help us improve and also helps others find this podcast. Until next time.